Welcome to The Real Photo Show. My guest today is photographer and Red Hook Editions partner, Igor Posner. Igor and I will talk about his book, Cargo, published by Red Hook Editions. Uh, Igor is a a self-taught photographer whose work explores the psychological impacts of migration and changing immigrant neighborhoods. It's a pretty fascinating conversation about process and the way Igor approaches a place and his connection to that place. Um, So just a little bit about Igor Posner, in case you don't know. He was born in Leningrad, St. Petersburg, and after the fall of the Soviet Union, he moved to California, and that was in the early 90s, where he studied molecular and cell biology at UCLA. And that's where he discovered photography. And that infatuation led to his first series called None Such or No Such Records. And that will make sense after you listen to the episode. Cargo is actually Igor's second monograph, and we talk about his first monograph, and his work has been shown all over. But before we get to the episode, this podcast is sponsored by the Charcoal Book Club, a monthly subscription service and a fantastic way to build your photo library. You can visit them at charcoalbookclub.com. Oh, and one last announcement. Many of you know that I produce photo work with Sasha Wolf. And we are having our first live event over Zoom with the great Brian Skutmat. That will be on May 24th at 7 p.m. You can register for that at photowork.foundation. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the show. And we will talk soon. Well, hi, Igor. Thanks for uh, joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. We got to meet very briefly at ICP's uh, book fair. How did that go? Uh, It went very well. Yeah, Yeah, you were there with... With Red Hook Editions, and you're a partner at Red Hook? Yes. Are you one of the founders? Did you join later? I'm not. No, I'm not one of the founders. Um, They published my first book. Oh, okay. And then... Past Perfect Continuous? Correct. And yeah. then, so the company went through several iterations. And then in the end, um, one of the original founders invited me to, to join. Is that Jason Eskenazi? Correct, yes. Yeah. Jason, yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. So, would you mind just giving us a little bit of uh, your background? I know you're, you're so you're born in Leningrad, and you you mm-hmm. left for California in the early '90s after the Soviet Union uh, collapsed, and yeah. and then you studied in LA. Yeah. So I I immigrated with my family in the, in the '90s, and we happened to be in in uh, in California, and uh, I studied molecular biology of all things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was trying to do um, kind of like follow the footsteps of my mother, who is a doctor, and uh, I was trying to do a practical thing. So I studied molecular biology. At, is, she, uh, is your mother is a, a research doctor or medical doctor? Oh, she's a medical doctor. Okay, still practicing or no? Well, she's retired recently. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about your father? Uh, my father is a is a. I mean, he's he's a scientist, and uh, he has so many education. Uh, so he's a <laughs> mechanical engineering, applied chemistry, uh, so many things. So, so yeah. you you come from a, a pretty accomplished family. <laughs> mm, I don't know. It it seems so. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and you all left the Soviet Union then because of economic reasons, because of oppression. Primarily for for economic and you know, somewhat political reasons. So mm-hmm. it was just a very tumultuous time. Uh, in the 90s there. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's while you're at UCLA that you discover photography? Yeah, well, it, it happened by chance, actually. So I, as I was, like, my mother gave me a, a birthday gift, which was a point-and-shoot camera, and little did she know it would completely reorient my <laughs> life and uh, crush her 
her dream. So, but su- such is such yeah. is the irony of life. Yes, I don't have any other beautiful story to tell about. Um, you weren't uh, visiting a gallery and 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 right. became inspired yeah. by some great photograph. That's right. <laughs> but while you're sort of discovering photography at the at UCLA you do teach yourself photography i imagine or were there classes that you took um completely self taught i got very infatuated by photography but so I, I immersed myself is actually in the process of taking photos and then experimenting in uh, in a dark room and then uh, while doing all that certainly i uh, step by step, I I, um, I started researching uh, photo books, things like that. But I do not have an academic, uh, no formal education in photography. Did you actually finish uh, at UCLA studying molecular and cell biology? Yeah, I, I got my degree and then I, I, I took the admission test to uh, medical school. Oh, wow. I got in, but I didn't have a, I, did, I, I just didn't have a commitment to go and I, I decided to take, why don't I take a year off? And from that point on, there was like no, 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 returning. no point of, of returning. <laughs> that, that, so that, that, that was it. And, and uh, yep, here we are. So that must have been especially heartbreaking <laughs> to your mother. Yeah, but <laughs> so uh, got that you know, far. She, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But uh, she's wonderful. She's incredibly, I mean, as difficult as it is for her, she she's uh, supportive and, and accepting. Uh, mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it's, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when, when you take that year off, is that when you're working on none such records? Yes. And so that is photographing uh, between, I guess, uh, Los Angeles and and Tijuana or that space between California and Mexico? Exactly. Yes. 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 So complete. So I I just leapt into the, into the Mm -hmm. void and, and yeah com- incredible sense of liberation it, it was not well in parts it's just uneasy and a little bit dangerous but but also incredible sense of liberation and uh so freedom to discover things right this is going to be a, a very short aside because i do want to talk about cargo and of course mm-hmm. past perfect continuous is uh, i was looking at your website igorposner.net is no such records the video version of none such records yeah, yeah, I I apologize. It, it is confusing. Uh, non such <laughs> records, no such That's records. Curious. Yeah, one 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 day I wake up, I like non such records. The other <laughs> way, I, I think no no such records is is enough. But uh, it's, it's it's the same. It's the same thing. <laughs> so some of those stills are put to video and music in no yeah, such I, records on your website. Yeah, yeah. I should probably make a strong decision and uh, <laughs> stick with one title. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I actually think there's a record label called Non Such Records. I think it used to be one, yes. But that work is your first foray into the idea of immigrants and migration and that sort of psychology of of what happens when you're in between, right? I suppose so, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I know that you don't want a literal or close reading of your work, Mm -hmm. right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. So I will. Yeah. I will uh, try to avoid such things. <laughs> but, no, no, you can. We can. We can talk about it. I'm no, not... no, I'm, it's okay. No, I. I actually think your work is very impressionistic, and it's it's very much about uh, fragmented experiences and memories, and and this idea of being disconnected in general. Is, is that fair to say? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah. So I. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I don't want to put it together as some kind of like a 
beginning, middle, end kind of idea, because uh, it's clearly not that. Mm-hmm. But yes, that wor- that early work you do, I wonder if that is you know, so much connected to your own experience, but then, of course, what you were seeing while you were in Los Angeles, if those experiences are at the core of, of the work you do. I think so. I think it's important for me to reflect now that I like now that I think back, uh, I, I think that what what you said is is exactly this. At the time when I was doing the work, I, I don't I don't think I was guided by that. It was mm. just uh, kind of like uh, something intuitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was still searching, but yeah, um, generally, right. I, I think it's it's important for me to be part of this and to have a like a firsthand experience and to put this through through like my insights and mm-hmm. then reflect and think um like most of the things that i experience I, I don't know what they mean immediately so right what's the the sort of timeline between none such records and past perfect continuous is that the 14 years before you return to st petersburg no i so photography came into my life in you know let's say early 2000s mm. and then by 2006 uh, when i started past perfect i i decided to take photography full time and okay. so it was clear to me that i'm not i'm not going to pursue a career in medicine i'd like to do something else and i decided to uh, take photography full time and return to saint P- saint petersburg mm-hmm. and at the time it was so when i left i've never gone back and so when I decided to go back, it's been 14 years. Oh, okay. You know, at that point then, you would have made the work, None Such Records, right? It just existed on its own. I, I, it I, wasn't I uh, like a coherent project idea at that point. Oh, it was not a coherent project at all. It was it was just, I think, just, just learning, primarily thinking, reflecting, reading mm-hmm. a lot. Because I, I don't, I don't have an art, the formal art education. Right. I wasn't even thinking. Like I, I was just taking, taking photos. Like there was, there was no um, notion of working on a project. There was no notion of presenting this project somehow in, 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 in a certain light. I didn't know it. Like yeah, mm-hmm. I was not, I was not guided by that. But you were drawn to this idea of of people who might travel back and forth between two homes or two places that one where they came from and one where maybe where they settled, but also mm-hmm. still feeling maybe feeling either connected to both places or at least, you know, connected to one place and, and necessary to travel to the other place. Right. Mm-hmm. That's actually a very interesting thought. I, I never thought of this. Uh, yeah. Maybe now that you said that perhaps inadvertently, this is indeed the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So then you do return to St. Petersburg in 2006 and, and you yeah. you come up with this work, Past Perfect Continuous. And it is a book mm-hmm. published by Red Hook uh, in yep. 2017. Yeah. What was that experience like going back for the first time? Well, in- incredibly emotional, I think. Uh, I had such an acute sense of not belonging. Mm-hmm. I've never experienced that. Um, but also incredibly liberating. Because I think that all I wanted to do is just to photograph and just be there, completely immerse myself in this. So I was just living and breathing, taking pictures, you know. So not feeling like you belong, as opposed to sort of returning to a place and thinking that's home, uh, allowed you to see it in some ways 
for the first time? Oh yeah, absolutely. I was not guided by by any of the nostalgia. I've never had that. I'm not sure if I like this feeling so much. No, oh, it's, yeah, it's just too, I'm completely against too... the idea of nostalgia. <laughs> right. Um, but um, no, I was just guided by hunger. It's more of an animal instinct. Instinct. I, I wanted to photograph. I was actually my biggest nightmare was to meet someone from the past by accident. Mm. This is not. I, I did not want that connection. It would ground me almost. Mm-hmm. I don't need to. I didn't need to reminisce on the past and things like that. So I just. Yeah. I just wanted to be present, <laughs> right. present, and and not feeling ground beneath my feet this sort of a very interesting stage yes yeah absolutely mm-hmm. i think that i think your work reflects that idea mm-hmm. do you still have family in russia not anymore no. oh okay i had at the time i returned i had i had some uh some relatives living mm-hmm. there but distant not not immediate family the work has this sense of constant motion and movements both within the the photograph itself but the but also when it's laid out in series there is this and and i i, I see it in in past perfect and i see it in cargo mm-hmm. this idea that we're witnessing and we're moving and we're witnessing and we're moving it, it you know it feels it has that feeling and and that's why i you know i made that comment that the idea of not feeling the ground beneath your feet like it feels like constant motion mm-hmm. in your work um so there's my close reading <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> and then uh when do you uh, come to Brooklyn? Mm, I think when Past Perfect was uh, completed, 2008, actually. Mm. So that's uh, when my girlfriend at the time, we, we made the decision to move to, uh, to Brooklyn. I, I'm probably in the minority. Uh, I, uh, I, California never felt like home. Mm-hmm. I like seasons. <laughs> so it, it it seemed it seemed to us uh, like the this this was the livable place we wanted to experience that. So I, I've had enough of California. I never, yeah, it's just not my place. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you and you don't have to if you don't want to answer this question, I'll, I'll take it out. What mm-hmm. are you doing all along this way uh, to make a living? Uh, is it photography? Is it other kinds of work? Is it sort of photo related? Oh, at at the present. Oh well, after college and in between your travels uh well when i was um when i was working in the past perfect continued i was i was literally homeless for like four years i would mm. ask like my, so my, my friend would uh, my friends would uh, give me some shelter or let me stay with them um i had a little bit of savings i think that that mm-hmm. year that i after graduating um i worked and i saved a little bit of money so that enabled me to somehow and then i had some very odd jobs uh when i was living in russia translating mm. very strange things that i would i would never do but uh, <laughs> yeah just to make a little bit of money sure and then in the in, in the end i got I, I was totally broke i just just didn't even have money to um get a ticket back yeah, I actually I had to I had to sell one of my cameras even. Oh <laughs> so, wow! Yeah, yeah. Are... It was not the only camera, so but I but I had to uh, yeah I had to do it. <laughs> so when we when we returned, I I worked just like other jobs. I worked. Uh, I had a job at the bookstore, and then a little bit uh, I started doing a little bit of uh, commercial work and uh, a little bit of design work. Uh, 
So a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I mean, it's it's kind of like diversifying. Sometimes I don't know. I sometimes I sell my pictures. Sure. Uh, and now also teaching as well. So oh, where are you teaching? Just workshops. Oh, that's great. It's primarily yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Or, or like doing some like visiting lecture at the um, mm-hmm. School of Visual Arts or uh, New School University, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do um, uh, basic nuts and bolts and then, you know, also trying to help students figure out what they're or, you know, how to express themselves in photography? Uh, I don't feel like I am teaching nuts and bolts. I am more. Yeah. Um, Like when I'm teaching, I think it's a lot of it is about interaction and facilitating questions Mm. and then actually listening to um, to whoever I'm reviewing or teaching. Uh, listening to them and then having a, having a discussion it's it's more about stimulation rather than showing a specific path yeah you said you had uh, sold a camera is not your only one uh are are you all film in your work or personal work yes always film mm-hmm. yeah. always yeah. yeah is it all 35 millimeter no i i use uh medium format there's uh i use toy cameras and and uh but yeah also 35 millimeter have frame cameras yeah mm-hmm. when did you start to you know figure out that you were going to use different cameras and different formats because you know most i think most photographers kind of pick one sort of frame or format or media for what they want to do and then maybe they would try something else for a different book different project different idea but you're mm-hmm. sort of mixing and matching as you go right yeah I, I think from the from the very onset i uh i always used 120 of the medium format uh in in uh, like a simpler camera mm-hmm. and the 35 millimeter i normally work with fast cameras it's just the nature of my work what do you mean by mm-hmm. fast cameras like 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 is a fast camera oh okay for instance, like a large format camera would mm-hmm. be uh, just a different mental approach, maybe a bit more contemplative. But I, 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 I want to. Uh, I don't like the best feeling for me is actually when I don't remember even taking the photo. Mm. So the almost like finding it later when you're editing, looking through mm-hmm. things. Yeah, I mean, the most important thing is for me is just to be to be present and to be open to the moment and and take just take whatever is available uh, to me. Right. Uh, and then, yeah, when I look at the negative side, it's it's a, it's a different process. Yeah, you know, the advantage of that is losing the emotional investment of when you made the photo, right? Mm-hmm. Not being, yeah. not thinking this has to be part of something because I remember making it and it felt so important at the time, right? Right. It's, uh, yeah, it leads to uh, disappointment most of the time <laughs> anyway. Yeah. yeah, I um I like to tell my students that uh, the decisive moment is actually the moment you pick it off the contact sheet. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, yeah. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah. And in Cargo, it's not just different formats, but it's also black and white and color. Mm-hmm. Is Cargo the first time you start using color for your own work? Yes, exactly. Yes. So when I finished uh, Past Perfect Continuous, there was like a period of really like almost like seven years of editing and learning how to edit um you know there's a lot of joy and suffering in that Mm. Uh, it taught me a lot um but you know at the same time when i when i when the the shooting process for past perfect was done i needed some 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 different energy i wanted to do something else and and i challenged myself to 
to uh, to photograph color. So it was a, it was a way of um, just sort of re-energizing what you were. Yes, I, I felt like just on a personal level, I just needed to uh, re re-energize, to recalibrate, to reinvent something, to yeah, reinvent myself in in a way. Mm-hmm. Just have have some re- renewed energy and enthusiasm. And the um, the work you describe the work as um, as cargo and other stories, and in those other stories is the the impetus for the work is the sort of inspiration for this work and it it started with i might say this name wrong uh bachelard bachelard yes yes. you're right okay you you were reading bachelard and uh the idea of the three stories of a home it's Mm -hmm. kind of this sort of um id ego super ego idea or that actually is freud and i think bachelard was referencing young uh, it's, it's it's young you, it's young yeah. okay so so this this idea of the way we might have a uh, compartments of our own identity right mm-hmm. and it's actually that you there's this beautiful quote from the book i think it's okay if i read it it's in your sure. book as well <laughs> mm-hmm. here the conscious acts like a man who hearing a suspicious noise in the cellar hurries to the attic and finding no burglars there decides consequently that the noise was pure imagination in reality this prudent man did not dare venture into the cellar it's such a beautiful way to think about our own sort of psyche mm-hmm. right like mm-hmm. the way we find our own safe space or comfort in our our own minds right uh, mm-hmm. avoiding things confronting what we can avoiding what we can't um mm-hmm. and you you thought i'd love to you know make a, a photography about that but that might be too uh i i forget the word you said uh too literal or too you know obvious uh so you wanted to to do something related to that but but in your own way and and you were at brighton beach still thinking about that work mm-hmm. and then you saw a woman with a, a large piece of luggage mm-hmm. and i think you said the the luggage is, was almost as large as as her or is it's almost in same size yeah um, it was it was just something yeah it was just ridiculously looking like right the lug yes yes <laughs> and then you you started to think about this idea of cargo which is not cargo uh it's it's the spanish word it's, it's it's cargo cargo uh it, it just sounds better to my ear when you put a stress in the last syllable but uh yeah it could be yeah well what i what i liked about that interpretation cargo in in spanish is mm-hmm. that it's it's an it's active it's it's about right. packing up it's about you know uh mm-hmm. packing that bag right yes yes correct <laughs> yeah <laughs> And so again, we're we're talking about moving and uh, migration, and you know maybe not feeling a sense of belonging to a place, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just just to uh, maybe correct a little bit. Sure. So when I when I happened to be uh, when I first visited Brighton Beach, I've, I've never been before. I really really liked it. I, I just had a feeling. I want to take pictures. I want to be there. And it was just, it was just incredible because uh, after finishing past perfect, there was a sense of, well, okay, so w- what's next? And mm-hmm. it has to be, I have to be uh, genuinely enthusiastic. I can't force it. And so, uh, yeah. And then I would just start to take photos, obviously. So there is a personal connection because, because, uh, okay, so it's a community of immigrants of similar background as myself. Um, but I also, I, I cannot, I, I can't, I couldn't imagine living there 
Mm-hmm. I was already like in in a different uh, place. But anyway, and, and well, Brighton Beach and, became more populated by Russians and Ukrainians about the same time your family moved to California, right? No, earlier. I think, oh, earlier. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it. it uh, oh, seventies, I think. It's seventies exactly because oh, right, right. it was sorry, late sixties, seventies because yeah. it was the first wave of immigrants uh, from the former uh, USSR. And then there was a larger, and then there was another wave of immigrants after the Soviet Union fell. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And so, so I was just, you know, I was just taking taking photos there, and then ventured into like other immigrant neighborhoods in in Brooklyn, then other cities, and then, you know, I there was a base of something. There was like a box of images, and and um, at that point, I, I I kind of like start to maybe think of the structure. And I was indeed reading Bachelard and this analogy that you mentioned of a three-story house. So I was started thinking, oh, this is very interesting. I, I think that this is exactly the, the essence maybe of what I'm trying to do. Mm, but but in a way of constructing the book, this this idea was a three-story house. It, it, it felt like gimmicky. It's not a pop-up book. A mm-hmm. book is a book. And then this idea of cargo came that, that uh, okay, it is indeed a luggage, a mm. luggage of this invisible baggage that we all carry with us. And so, yeah, that's the premise. Right. And it is very much, even though there there's also now color and, and there's different formats, it's, it is very much a similar style to uh, past perfect continuous in the this impressionistic feeling of motion in the work. There are a lot of uh, light. There's a lot of light diffraction. There's uh, well, I don't know why I can't think of the word. Uh, there's a <laughs> uh, even light leaks. Yeah, there's a, there's or, some light uh, leaks right from some of those plastic cameras, probably right. And in most much of your work, there's mm-hmm. not a sense of clarity in the work. Sometimes there is, by the way, uh, really beautiful, mm-hmm. real beautiful clarity. But in much of the work, there's mm-hmm. this there's this sort of overlay of of light and motion. Um, mm-hmm. And ghosted imagery that that comes through the work that that adds to that sense of constant motion, constant movement. Mm-hmm. But, but in this work, it goes even further with the, I think probably some of those those toy cameras, those plastic cameras. What does that? What do you think that that furthers in the idea of the work? I really, I think for me, it's important for the work to be mysterious and mm. not necessarily defined. Even though, yes, for me, let's say it, I'm always. It starts with a personal story, and but the personal story it's it's only the the starting point. It's, it's kind of a little push off, and then it's a journey, mm-hmm. and I have to leave that journey. Uh, but I'm not interested in telling you my specific story. It has to be. It has to attain some some maybe like universal quality to it. Right. And I I don't want to specifically, even though. A book can be based on something. I'm not specifically, um, I'm not narrating a specific um, narrative. Right. Um, well, I mean, th- yeah. this is this one is tied. Well, your your previous book was was tied to Saint Petersburg, and this one is tied to Brighton Beach. There is a yeah a tie to location, mm-hmm. um, and so you know the reader might have the some expectation of you're describing a place at a certain time. Right, mm-hmm. uh, but I I do think your your work sort of pushes against that that idea of being a specific time, 
because of the mm-hmm. way you describe things in, in mm-hmm. the, both the medium and, the, and in the, the actual images. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and again, it, it, it has this sort of fragmentation kind of feel to it. It's, it's not like one image builds on another image narratively. It builds on it more impressionistically, if that makes sense. Yes, um, but also I think there are there are some perfectly sharp photos mm-hmm. uh, images. I think for me, what's important is is it's important the, for me. It's um, the language is important. So uh, and I'm maybe I, I would make a literary analogy. Mm-hmm. I think that like like in other words, the the way my images look. It seems like the right language for for what I'm trying to narrate. It seems like the right language for whatever that story is. Mm-hmm. I mean, you describe some of it—the idea of of existential baggage, the idea of detachment, mm-hmm. or the idea of. Um... So I've seen your work described as kind of a maybe a dark and detached, but and, and there there are photos that lend themselves to the idea of isolation and not being connected. Uh, but I actually think you also have work uh, photos where there's a kind of warmth and connectedness as well. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't think it's as clear as one or the other. Mm-hmm. There's a, a certain use of light and shadow where I can understand why people might see it and, and feel this kind of darkness, uh, mm-hmm. emotional darkness in the work. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's all that. Yeah, I think I'm I'm always interested in in kind of a wholeness. It's, mm-hmm. it's not just um, darkness and melancholy. It's 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 also, you know, being able to express certain emotions and love, things like that. Right. And um, and, uh, and also, you know, some maybe some element of happiness actually, even though it might not be so overtly on the surface. Yeah, <laughs> so. I think, I think there's a, there is an emotional range in the work, but I think it's all done in this very kind of serious way. Everything has a kind of weight to it uh, mm. through the range. Mm. So you're, you're with Red Hook Editions. Is that a, a cooperative of, of sorts? Or do you actually take submissions and review? And I think since, since we're so small, mm-hmm. um, it's, not, it's impossible to take submissions. We do publish uh, work of other photographers, but it is more like you know, friends and knowing the work, right? Know, knowing the people, um, we just cannot. It's just physically impossible for us since since we're both photographers. We're not full time publishers. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I don't think it's feasible to um, review submissions and, and, right. and uh, really and take submissions and and, and and most importantly, like take the responsibility of like promising something. To mm-hmm. the author, we don't, we don't want to give any false promises. But if we if we do like someone's work, but it's not necessarily a fit for us, we we don't compete with other publishers. We we know them, and we would maybe introduce that person to uh, to another publisher who could be a a good fit at the right time. Right, right. I think that's probably more common now with more mm-hmm. independent and smaller publishers. Right. Right. So, what are you uh, working on now? Um, I'm, I'm working on actually, oh, so, so many things. So I'm working on a book of short stories. Uh, mm. I'm, I was just, I'm just interested in, in, in the, um, uh, visual writing, this idea of visual writing. So it's a collection of short stories from, um, 
you know, there's some new material and there are some photos from the archive and it's just the three to four stories with a title. And that's, that's what so, I So in visual writing, are you talking about photography? Are you talking about writing in a way that invokes like great visual imagery? photography so it's it's a you know it's a collection of um several images um with a title oh okay and then so it's like it's like a uh, it's a collection of short stories let's say interesting yeah Yeah. in the the literal sense yeah literary sense right right so a short story collection but in 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 visual Uh terms Uh um yeah and because i know you've done films and projections and and People should visit your site, igorpozo.net, to, to watch some of those. Mm-hmm. Is this a, a kind of coming together of everything? The idea of the film, the idea of the photo book, and thinking of a new way to create a kind of narration? Well, I mean, it's a way for me to actually contemplate on life and mm. uh, develop, actually express some of my existential ideas Mm-hmm. and maybe ironies of life as well i'm, I'm always been interested in, in life actually itself more than photography photography is just just right. the way to yeah so i think it's it's this yeah yeah <laughs> what do you think the timeline on this is the the short stories oh i don't know there's never mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm usually i'm very slow <laughs> yeah Usually I'm very slow. I need to, I, I enjoy the process and mm-hmm. the process itself is actually, it's about, you know, building and breaking, building and breaking, building and breaking until it feels like, okay, I've disseminated the meaning enough so that right. I think I can let it go and, and have it published. So I just need to think and reflect uh, and question things. So I normally create something and then I sleep on it, then revisit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Yeah, so it's 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 a process. Oh, sure. Uh, for me, yeah. I, I ideally, I'd like to be uh, maybe within like four to five year range. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I, I, I can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The last thing I wanted to to ask you about, and of course, anything mm-hmm. else you wanna you wanna talk about the the postal cards. Yep. Those are are color images, but actual postcards in postcard format. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that something you were you were thinking about producing and selling? Is that uh, yeah, so, that's another. That's another kind of like an offsite um, uh, project. It's um, they're photos of Brooklyn. Not, not necessarily. So, oh, okay. so the, <laughs> I wanted to do like like some something light, and, and so mm-hmm. the the idea was uh, a friend of mine from Europe uh, was visiting New York, and we stopped by Strand, and whenever she uh, travels, she would always send postcards mm-hmm. back home. And so we went to Strand, and, and there's a, actually a section for uh, postcards, right? Open postcards. And she looks at it, and she looks at it, and, and she sees like nothing exciting. And and then the idea, like everything, kind of like either uh, a bit of a cliche mm-hmm. or look really horrible. Um, <laughs> so and then the idea came. Oh, but I've been, you know, we all, you know, photograph. Uh, like like in New York and big cities, and some of these photos are kind of like postcardish. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you would use them in a book, but we have this, and we kind of like them. Why don't I like make a set of postcards and uh, try to um, offer it? Well, and I know you said you, you're thinking of something kind of light, but it really does. It really does fit your work so well because it's it's this idea that you're somewhere else visiting this place, mm-hmm. looking at this place, and for you, it's where you live. But for others, it might be part of travel yeah and so that's just this idea of like sending 
sending your work through the mail and it's you know on its own sort of journey uh, i think makes a lot of sense for for what mm-hmm. you do yeah. and then i thought of like maybe expanding this idea and i know that like other photographers you know they, they photograph whether it's new york or paris etc but they never use the photos and so we're gonna also we're gonna make like a set of maybe like five photographers for per uh set that's great uh, yeah. and so we'll see this work <laughs> yeah well. oh so this is a uh, part of red hook yeah yeah, yeah, that's great. Did I mm-hmm. did I miss anything? Um, did I misdescribe anything? <laughs> no, no. I mean, you asked. Uh, I suppose whatever you were interested in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like seems like uh, it covers it. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was there anything else about cargo that maybe I, I didn't hit upon? Um, no, I mean it's it it was published last year. So mm-hmm. once you publish the book, it's uh, it's actually the beginning of journey. Because you think as you're working on the book and then you print and it's done. No, it's not done. So I have to kind of be out there and present the work. Um, so I'm, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm fully, fully on that journey right. for another, another year or so. Are there events coming up for the book, signings, things like that? Yeah, there will be uh, like a few presentations, but but I think at this time, like in Europe and maybe there will be another event in New York. Mm-hmm. some point but uh yeah all right mm-hmm. well well thank you thanks michael yeah it's been really okay. really nice to talk to you about the book it, it is i don't know how you feel about the idea of of beauty and and, and aesthetics in the in the the idea of uh you know description in photography big conversation i think a lot of people are having right now but it is a beautiful book thank you yeah thanks <laughs> <laughs> but right. i like i think that the wholeness is created by by combining beauty and hideousness like mm-hmm. so this this opposing things right yeah yeah, yeah. well great uh thank right. you and uh bye everyone all right thank you michael Real Photo Show is produced by me, Michael Chovendalton. Music by Matteo Chovendalton. You can find bonus content from the show on our YouTube channel. Just search for Real Photo Show. The podcast can be found on all your favorite podcast players. And please rate the show with all the stars available on your preferred player. 